Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. All right, hello everyone and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. This is episode 9 we are on now and this is the start of what will be a mini series within Strictly Hip Hop. I'm very excited. This has been something that's long been in the works and here it is. It's a segment on local artists and we are starting with the beginning and who better to join me than my two friends, rappers Chris and Nick Hill. How you guys doing? What's good? Shit. What's Shit. up? What's up? And we are now on iTunes, guys. So remember Ooh. that. Please uh, rate, subscribe, uh, write a review. All positive, of course. And uh, you can find me at uh, Chris Platty. Just search Chris Platty on iTunes on the podcast app. And you can find me there. And I'm still also on Podbean as well. You can find all the links through my Twitter, which is at Crispy1132. All right, I'm done marketing myself, guys. Let's get into this. So like I said in the intro, this is a a series that I was really excited to do and really excited um, to get into, and now we're finally starting it. It's something we talked about for weeks now, so we kind of kept this on the wraps. And this is going to be a series about local artists, and again, who better to start with than two rappers who who are in the game right now. So I want to start with you, Chris. What was the very... um, what was the very first thing that initially got you started into rapping? Like, was it a moment? Was it, what was it? Um, I was in eighth grade and there was this kid's house that we always went to. He's one of my closest friends. His name's Kyle. And he had this, like, it was like a bungalow type house. Like, it's kind of hard to explain, you know, like there's, it's up, the upstairs is basically like one room, Mm -hmm. you know? And it, so, and it had like the curved ceiling and shit. And like, um, it, the room was like split in half and the half that his bed was in we were allowed to write on the walls right okay and so um one of my boys his name's Eris and I'm still friends with him to this day he like was just fucking around and started writing some stupid shit and he told me to write something and ever since then I've done it like literally that was the first thing that I ever did was just like write some stupid shit on this wall in Sharpie so it wasn't raps yeah it was like I don't remember exactly what it was it was something that was completely untrue and horrible it was like Something about piggies on my tail or something. Something <laughs> about cops, and I was not, I did not have cops on my tail <laughs> at the time. It was not authentic. All right, Nick, how about you? What was your first memory or first moment that you can remember? Uh, I used to play, when I was younger, like eighth and ninth grade, I used to play a lot of Xbox and like video games. So, like, I like watch montages on YouTube, and uh, that's when I first like started listening to rap like heavily like that. And, um, so Logic was, like, a huge, he was, like, huge in the gaming, like, industry because people would always use his music. And, um, I remember seeing, I don't know if you saw it, but Young Sinatra 3, the music video mm-hmm. for yeah, it. Yeah, I remember Have you guys that. seen it? Yeah. Yep. Like, the moment I saw that video, like, it, it, like, changed my life. And, uh, and then I just, just started writing and rapping and, like, finding people that rap. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, that was, like, a... Yeah, it's funny. I was just telling Chris before Nick got here that 
before I actually knew who Nick was, we were still in the same high school, and I knew him as that kid with curly hair and the visionary hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> visionary music group, represent. Yep. Represent. All right, so Chris, uh, Nick kind of answered it with a different way. He's talking about, like, who inspired him. So was there a particular artist, or was it just that moment that, that it happened? Honestly, like, when I first kind of started rapping was, like, when I first li- started listening to Mac Miller, who was, like, pretty much remained my favorite artist, like, overall. Not saying he's the best. I don't want a bunch of y'all bullshit-ass people talking about, oh, you say he's the best. No, he's not the best. I just like him. All right. So I'm going to just cut and, y'all off there. And you're and, rocking uh, his shirt right now. Oh, yeah. I good do, morning. I, I do have the good, the good morning, most dope shirt on right now, actually. Wow, that's way too much of a coincidence. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so, and, like, it was, like, I saw, like, the video for Donald Trump, and I was, like, damn, that would be really dope, like, that, would that be was, cool, like, because yeah. he was still young when he, like, first, first started, so that was the coolest thing to me, is that I'm, like, damn, like, now I'm that old, and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Okay, so, how long was it for you guys, before you guys started putting out songs, was it, was it a long process, or were you guys just doing, throwing it out there right away? Um, you want you want to start that? Yeah. One? Um, well, I was like, I would record using Audacity and a, a Rock Band microphone, mm-hmm. and I'd like put it in a cup like next to me, uh, on my desk, and I would just like write. I'd find a beat and I'd write like um, maybe like a minute and a half song, and record it real quick. Don't mix it or anything, and just throw it out there. And I'm like, hey, I'm a rapper. Like, check me out. Like, but. You know, it so wasn't. you started very early. You started throwing it out there. Yeah. And Chris, I think you had a different approach, didn't you? You you kind of took it a different way. Yeah, it was like, I wasn't like. I mean, I oh, like I was always writing, but I never even recorded anything until I remember the first thing I recorded. I came home from this. No, I was really hungover, and I was young, so I was like twice as hungover. Like I was like I was probably in tenth grade, so I was. <laughs> and I came home, and I'm like. Oh shit! And I'm scrolling down SoundCloud, and I heard actually funny funny thing again is that I saw Eris, who was kind of rapping at the time as well. He doesn't anymore, but he posted something on SoundCloud, and I heard it, and I was like, "Oh hell no! If he posts something, I'm posting something right now." And so I went, and I kind of actually the same. I used a Guitar Hero microphone, and I recorded my first song, and I still have that shit on my computer. Wow! To this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was called. It was uh. A remix. Have you ever heard Jack and the Beanstalk by Tyler the Creator? It was off Bastard. It was off Tyler the Creator's first album. Oh, I didn't hear it. I remixed it. It was really bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I imagine what was what was the mindset? Did you so did you guys have uh, I guess a, a moment where when you guys were first starting, was it was it you knew that you wanted to be this or this was just something you wanted to do? This was just fun. It was kind of, it, it was just fun at first because, like, that was, like, I mean, that was the first song I recorded. Then I met, like, a couple other people, like Julius, who was one of, that's, that's Juice Lee's. He's, mm-hmm. he's up and coming with us right now, too. And he, like, once he came around is, like, when I really started to, like, actually put a lot of work into it. But I really didn't know until, like, probably about a year, maybe two years ago that I was actually going to, like, want to, like, want to pursue it, like, and Full really, yeah. yeah, really go for it. Yeah, uh, Nick, what about you? Um, at first, I was just doing it just for fun because, like, um, I don't know, it just passed the time, like, and I enjoyed every second of it. But uh, as I got older, is when I realized, like, 
like this shit, like maybe I could actually do something with it. You know? Yeah. So I got to ask this. What was, um, I mean, because obviously you guys are still young in it. And Nick, I think, I think it's perfect that both of you are on the podcast because I think both of you have done it different ways and you guys are, are, mm-hmm. are operating different ways. But Nick, you you kind of you kind of thrown out a lot of projects, whereas Chris, you you haven't really done that yet. I'm staying um, behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm. I, it, you gonna wake up? It's gonna be there. Is what is my. It's that's, that's what that's it is. That's wake the motto. Don't worry. Like, there's so plenty of work. Nick, what was your what was your mindset behind throwing everything out? Was it just? I I, I don't know. I guess what I'm asking is, um, why didn't you choose to be like? more selective why did you just like throw everything out because i imagine at the at the rate you put out because you've actually put out quite a bit mm-hmm. I, I imagine that you don't really have much that's recorded or left over that's unreleased right uh yeah i mean i i dropped um a 12 song mixtape um well first i dropped my first ep when i was 16 years old called april and um, i remember that i was on that shit yeah you had a song on there with me um yeah, but I was, like, real young, and, like, I didn't have, like, the patience for a mixtape, so I, like, released this six-song EP. People liked it, and um, and then, I like, a year later, no, less than a year later, I released um, a 12-song mixtape. I put it on SoundCloud, and then I didn't like it, so and I you took, took it, it down. down. I know. I went and looked for it one day, and it was just taken down. It, I was kind of sad, no, obviously. It, it's on Datpiff still. Is it? Yeah. Um... And then, I don't know, I just like putting out smaller projects. Uh, I think it's, like, better for my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like just putting out six-song projects and singles. Because mm-hmm. you feel, you do you feel then that it's just kind of, it's kind of easier to be cohesive and have, like, one thought? Yeah, and of, you, don't yeah. Have to, you don't have to keep somebody's attention for as long of a time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I see it as practice. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, and, like... The situation you guys are are in right now is you guys are just trying to get no so you're just trying to put out content and like get as much buzz as possible so yeah, exactly. it's kind of it's kind of like people aren't going to listen to probably most they most likely won't listen to like a twenty song mixtape yeah or right some crazy show like that exactly so I actually think that that's smart the way yeah. the way you're going about it and Chris so you chose to be selective was that was that rather um was that you didn't want to put music out, or you just are very picky and you want everything your way? Okay, so, like, it's kind of... It, a lot of it is me being really picky and not wanting to drop it, because, I mean, I've showed you plenty of recorded much, shit yeah, everything. that I'm just, like, not ready to drop yet, because there's just so many little things that I want to tweak, because I, I keep trying to be so perfect with it, and I, I know I'm. it sounds stupid, but I'm really just trying... Like, I don't want... I, I want, like, at least, even if it's a small portion of songs, I want them to be as flawless as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, like, and it was a, it took a long time for me to get the proper equipment. I hadn't actually gotten all the proper equipment, like, up to what I have now until, like, what? A couple months it, ago, Yeah, right? a couple months ago this year, February or March, something like that. So, like, now, ever since then, I've been putting a lot of work in and actually, like, starting to form, you know, a project. Mm-hmm. in general i guess what i'm asking is did you do kind of what chris did where you you've upgraded a lot <laughs> recently you're not rocking the uh, rock band mic are you no, yeah, no. no um actually uh when i first started 
Christmas was coming up, like when I first started rapping, and uh, I like told my mom and dad, I was young, I was like 15, 16, uh, told my mom and dad like get me microphone, mic stand, like all the equipment, and I got most of it for Christmas, and then I just had a shitty laptop, so until I upgraded, I upgraded my laptop um, like last year, I got a MacBook Pro, or MacBook Air or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what was, I guess, my next question would be, what is, uh, what is, what is harder for you? Is it, is it creating the music or is it marketing? Because I mean, you guys, let's face it, we're all kids. We're all like, we're all young. We're all learning. We don't Mm -hmm. know what marketing is. None of us are going for business degrees. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big thing. The creative thing kind of just comes naturally in general. You think so? If you do it, then you do it. Like I still like. I since we've been sitting here talking in this podcast, I've wrote lyrics down. Like, and it's all fire. I saw you in your notes. You yeah, were right. it's all fire. It just it just happens like all the time. Like I'm literally just like when I was like I I was just at community college this past year, and I take like a smoke. I'd have like a three hour class. I take a smoke break like halfway through, and I'd be sitting in my car like doing as much as I can in this little amount yeah. time frame I have. You know, mm-hmm. so like. So the creative stuff is natural. Um, yeah, I think it is. You think it's you think it's the advertising part that's and marketing yourself is. Yeah, that's is what's going to really like show the test of whether like because, I mean that that's like really really been the hardest thing for me up to this point is trying to like make a brand basically mm-hmm. and establish a brand and and that's something that <clears throat> I I'm doing here with Strictly Hip Hop and mm-hmm. my other podcast which is which used to be Crispy Sports Corner. It's in the process of, of some rebranding and overall the image uh, the image of this podcast and the podcast content itself is being rebranded. And I'm, I'm trying to figure that out too. I'm talking to different people. I'm trying to figure it out. And it's really hard. It's, it's, really, it's really difficult because we don't, we don't really know what we're doing. We know we have access to the internet and the internet is everything. Mm-hmm. But the the greatest the greatest like quote and this this is a quote that really like it's actually came from a tweet and it really does motivate me because like the like uh, what you guys are doing with hip hop and r- just rapping I'm doing the same with podcasting in a way like we're all starting we're, we're all trying to start something yeah. and brand something and Bill Simmons this guy whether you love him or hate him he's a sports guy he's probably one of the most polarizing guys in sports in terms of analysts and so. He tweeted out, "It's 2016. It doesn't matter if um, it doesn't matter about advertising. It doesn't matter about that. If you have good content, you will be found. Everyone has access to everything." And he talked about. He went on to talk about how he got fired from ESPN, which is you know the biggest sports network in in the game right now. Right. And so he went to Fox Sports, which is you know it's 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 probably like up there. It's probably one of the second biggest. Or sorry, HBO. Which is not up there at all. It's, uh, it, it, they're trying to brand themselves as sports. They're basically just starting, mm-hmm. and within, within a year, he's he's created over uh, thirty million subscribers and everything. And he didn't do. He's like, I didn't do any industry favors. Like I didn't, I didn't reach out to people. All I did was put my stuff out there. And people found me. Now, granted, he already had a big following from ESPN and, and right. that exposure. And plenty of but people that but the thought is the 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 thought from that is that he still didn't he didn't go out and he didn't post billboards everywhere. All he did, the only way he promoted, he launched a full site, a full network, and 
it's it's literally a whole network within HBO. It has several shows. It has basketball, football, everything <laughs> on it. And he says, like, the only way we've advertised is by advertising our own stuff on our other stuff. And right. we've had and we've had 30 million subscribers or something like that. I don't remember the number, but it's I don't know. Do you guys do you guys feel that way? Do you guys feel like in 2016 that that if you just put the content out there, I mean, obviously you have to do some marketing for yourself, but do you think do you do you agree with that? Do you think that in 2016 it's everything is accessible and it's it's if, I mean, if you put out good content, you're going to find it. Yeah, that and that's like I I could see that definitely because a lot of these new like one hit wonders not 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 I'm not gonna say one hit wonders but the new up and comers in the rap game that are like all of a sudden just coming out of nowhere like a uh, Lil Yachty and shit and like they have like I like somebody just probably like they I mean they couldn't have done that much marketing somebody probably found the song and right. put it out there you know what I'm saying so I'm not like but at the same time you still have to I mean you have to still like fedangle your way through social media have people like you know you gotta actually let people see through all these outlets that you have like there's so many different social media outlets that you can right. expose yourself with right because i mean there's twitter there's instagram and there's there's you know facebook all that stuff right. and the next question i had and to get away from marketing was this local artists in general like how how easy is that community to like cooperate and stuff are you guys are you guys kind of all in competition i know you guys are in some ways but is it is it like is it easy to work with other local artists or is it no I want to be the best and so so I can't work with this guy I got to be better than him and it's a lot of you know not uh, a lot not a lot of cooperation I think it depends on who it is like you've I know worked with a lot of the like definitely a lot of the local artists around here yeah um, I think you should start I, this I think one. it's it's competition but <clears throat> it's also all love like um, for example, Josh Munn. Shout out to Josh Munn. Yes, good friend um, of the podcast. Yeah, uh, me and him, he's been like working for a long time. I know what he's striving for. I know like that he means all good, you know. And um, I've recorded a music video with him. Me and him did a song. Um, and like people fuck with it. Like you have to like realize that not all these people are competition, but they can help you and you can also help them. That's very important. Right, I yeah. mean, it, it's like it. It can be fr- it, it can be friendly competition, you know what right. I'm saying? Like you guys bounce off each other to. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing about hip hop, and that's why that's why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Me being a sports fan, like hip hop really is, and I've always said this. I've said this probably on other podcasts as well. Hip hop really is a sport. Like it's it's yeah. competitive. It's, it's not mo- like it's, country where you know yeah. everybody's just everybody's you know just making everybody. the same song or whatever. Yeah. No, you, it's, you have it's to. It's competition. Yeah. yeah, no. There's I beefs. Mean, there's everything. You know, like it's the only, it's the only genre with an ego. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Like that, you have. If you don't have an ego in hip hop, then you're not gonna. You're not gonna make it. There's yeah. not gonna be much to it. Like you're not gonna be able to do it. You have to really, even if you're not confident as a person, if you can, bring yourself into music and be confident that way, then I think then. You can take that and move with which it, which is hard to do sometimes. Right, Stay which is really hard. It's very hard to do as mm-hmm. an artist. Yeah, especially seriously. when you know you're putting in all this work <clears throat> and you're getting you know only a few hits, and yeah, and your knows? peers, like you said, within the local hip hop community, are are getting maybe more hits than you. Maybe they're you know doing better numbers or whatever, mm-hmm. and you feel like your work is being underappreciated. So with 
so with that being said, Chris, you feel like you feel like it's very cooperative. Uh, you feel like everyone's very cooperative and supportive, or, or oh, do you feel well, it's the I def- it's the other way? I definitely think like people people around here are really supportive. Like everybody, like out, like we were just at one of our boys' houses. Like he had a party. He had well, it wasn't originally a party, but <laughs> homie t- homie tweeted the address. So I mean, <laughs> shit just went all bad. But like literally, there's just people there that like I haven't dropped anything in like. For a, for a minute, like, I, I mean, I have a bunch of shit in the vault, but I haven't dropped anything for a minute. And there's still people there that are like, hey, man, when the mixtape coming out, like, I'm waiting on that, like, right. this, this, and that. Like, I'm like, I, it's kind of cool to, like, even be known locally as, yeah. like, that. Yeah, and, like, really cool. and we're, me and Nick are the freestyle circle. Okay. And, like, everybody, like, they, there has to be a freestyle circle at every party at one point. Yeah, there has to be. It's the, it's the most important part of the party. You know, obviously. and... That's funny, like, um, and Chris Webby, an artist that we all know, and I think we are, we're all fans of, he, that was kind of his thing, like, fi- that's kind of how he found his niche, was just party freestyling, and he, like, he got on YouTube as literally, um, it would be, it would be, the caption would be, white guy, uh, white guy freestyle. Really? Yeah, like, <laughs> white, guy, white guy, white guy drunk freestyle at a party, you know, and, like, and then that kind of became his stigma, and then all of a sudden, he's, like, Every week he's posting videos of, of like having, of having freestyles drunk at parties or whatever, and that kind of became his niche. So do you guys, you guys feel like every artist has their niche, whether it's um, whether it's a sound, whether it's it's a personality trait or or something. Do you guys feel like that's very something that's very difficult to find, or do you feel like you guys already have that? I mean, it kind of like it took me a long time. To find a voice mm-hmm. like how I sound right now is not how I sound when I rap I bring my whole like everything's like up another level you yeah know energy saying? yeah there's so much energy into it I have a very lazy like monotone voice in general but when I actually rap like it's just like it's crazy I don't even like people say it doesn't even sound like me so like and like I think that that like the voice that I have for it when I do it is very distinct and I think that it'll catch somebody's ear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and Nick, Nick, what about you? Cause I mean, you've released projects. Do you feel like, do you feel like, cause I'm sure you get feedback from friends and stuff. Do you feel like there's something or do they tell you that there's something that you do that they really like? That's a common trait or, you know? uh, well, when I was younger, when I dropped my first EP, there's a song on there called let's get high. And I, like, sang, like, a little melody on it. And for some reason, like, right now it has, like, 5,000-plus plays on SoundCloud. Yeah, like, randomly, like, and it's got, like, 100 likes on it and stuff. And so I think, like, part, like, what I do, I like to um, not just rap, but also, like, put out some smooth melodies or, like, something that will catch your ear. White boy love rap. White boy love rap, yeah. So you, so you guys think you're still looking for your niche, or you still haven't necessarily found it? I definitely have I not mean, found it. In a, in a way, yeah. Like I'm not saying that I understand myself at all. I'm just saying, yeah. Like I don't like I, I could end up making my whole subject matter different in a matter of right time. But like, I mean, it yeah, because like that could I think that really again draws into building a brand mm-hmm. is yeah, what, niche, what yeah. your niche and who you are and what you represent. Mm-hmm. You know, like. like like Logic's kind of got a niche where his is like uh, his fan base is like 
usually heavy gamers like that was his thing yeah. like he he went to he did video games like <laughs> he even started his own recently his own yeah, like video game channel or whatever mm-hmm, that's crazy. i actually and, i didn't uh, side notes real quick i didn't know that and i was like on youtube the other day and i came across logic's game room like uh oh, okay set up set up or whatever yeah. and i was like what the fuck? No, he's a nerd. Like, I was yeah. like, what is this? And then I watched it. I was like, whoa. I was like, what the fuck? I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's cool. And like, it's, it's kind of funny. Like every, every big artist, you know, has their niche, has their signature sound. And mm-hmm. I think you guys were talking, um, I think signature sound and niche are kind of along the same lines. And you guys were yeah. talking about that. Just the way Chris, you said your voice and Nick, you said the, the melodies that you're experimenting with. Mm-hmm. But again, you guys never really got like, I I don't expect much from you, Chris, because you haven't like released anything and you, and you show like only a few people. But um, Nick, you said you didn't really get like a feedback, or, like a common positive thing that uh, that like a lot of your supporters said, like maybe oh it's the way you say this or when you use this flow that you know you've used a couple times mm-hmm. and like it really works or something. Uh, I've definitely gotten like. Um, advice to like like I have songs where I just like spit over like a like a upbeat instrumental bro oh my god that new one obituary is so oh, yeah, dumb like, over the wall instrumental obituary for an example um, shout out to Lil Jerry cause he's on that song um, and then I have a song called Nice which is over Cam Meekin's instrumental and then a song called Just Wait which is like a freestyle and uh, those like people tell me like oh you should keep making songs like that and so I, i'm gonna take that and run with it yeah definitely i think i mean like i don't think you should like you should incorporate melodies into it too but when you actually like drop bars it's crazy i still think my favorite nick hill song of all time is annex that shit is just so it's smooth <laughs> mine's used to it shout out to the homie beanets oh actually <laughs> you know what speaking of beanets um and, like, this kind of relates to where I wanted to segue to next. That was actually a genius move by me. With with Beanitz is a guy, for those of you that don't know, he's a, he's a Wisconsin rapper. Uh, he He's, I guess, what you would still consider under the local stigma. Maybe, I I think he's, personally, I think he's broken it. And he's, he's doing well. He's doing okay for himself. But, you know, he might still be classified within that local community. But, again, Nick, you guys, you, Nick and Chris, you guys got connected to him through me. And... Um, so with the internet, like, do you think, do you think that that really, that, that, that really helps you guys? Or do you think it, it hurts? Because I, I see a lot of, I see a lot of rappers talk both ways about it. One, it helps because it, the internet, like you said, like we said earlier in 2016, you can find anything, mm-hmm. but the problem is you can also find anything, which is, yeah. you know, meaning which that, means that now your, your competition is a lot more like, oh, like back, back in the day, back in the day, I mean, when you're growing up, um, let's say like you know we're growing up in this area. There's probably you know a couple like probably ten rappers around here, and you guys are Something competing like with you guys are competing with each other, and it's it's like all of you guys are like are like competing for one spot like and to get like you know noticed or something, and you guys got to be like the best on your on your block or your area, whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, and now nowadays, like you can throw out you can throw out anything and everyone can see it and there's thousands and thousands of oh yeah i mean actually not thousands millions of rappers there's so many people in this area like it's crazy i i have a song from 10th grade that 
one, it does not sound like if you hear a song from today compared to that, you would think it's two different people. I, I still, I literally cringe listening to it. But that song has like, 1600 plays which is like oh yeah for not like dropping anything i I have like 130 followers on soundcloud for some reason Mm -hmm. which is which brings me up to now when i'm saying if i want to drop something i really don't have too much of a doubt that it's going to end up getting some sort of a response Mm -hmm. because you've gotten stuff in the past you've gotten responses i've gotten responses on things that aren't even up to par with anything i'm doing now Mm mm-hmm so you think it's really gonna like catch on? That's what that's what's kind of fueled your motivation for holding <clears throat> back and kind of being strategic about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think strategy is a big part of it. Look, like I mean, Nick, you're kind of going along the same path of again, not to like bring up a bring up a guy again, but I mean, Chris Webby was a guy who just dropped mixtape after mixtape, and it was just like he dropped like six mixtapes in two years, which was and it was like over like two hundred songs, which is. You know a ridiculous a huge, amount, yeah. and he's throwing he's throwing out just like music left and right, and I think that it's as a result he didn't have his debut album until his tenth project was his debut album. Think about that: ten projects deep was That's his crazy. debut album. So I I think that that can sometimes help and hurt you because I mean Nick, I I don't know if there is a right right way. I mean I'm sure you guys are going to disagree because you guys are both going about it completely opposite ways. But um, Nick, do you feel like do you feel like throwing everything out there is good, or do you feel like, uh, or do you feel like you should be more strategic? I don't think you should just throw everything out there. Um, like when I put together a project, I like I put it together and then I uh, market it online, and it's not like I just like come up with like six songs in one night, put them all together, just throw them out there. I still like do it strategically. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you just have to create your own story, mm-hmm. like the way you come up. Um, just do it differently. Like yeah, some it's people always do different. It, yeah. Everybody's got their own like story of how they made it. You gotta just create your own. Yeah, you know, I can't think of somebody off the top who's done just a couple projects, and I know there are, you know, a few, especially because we talked about earlier in the podcast, one hit wonders. But um, I can't think of anybody. Can you guys think of anybody off the top that? Like only released like a couple projects and then was big time. I couldn't think of one. In but I general, could, yeah, it's just in general. Like no matter where they are status wise now, like. I mean, Post Malone was famous before he even had a yeah, project that's what I was gonna or say. an okay. idea for a project, yeah. which was crazy. White Iverson just blew up, and even the songs that he and I really like, dude. I'm telling you, I really expected him to be a one hit wonder. I had like all bets on it, mm-hmm. and and then like, and I liked White Iverson. And then he had a couple other songs that I'm like, all right, these are cool. And then he comes out with this project, and I was like, whoa. I was yeah, like, it's I really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, dude, it's a shit. I still gotta listen to that. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah. Uh, but back back to the the internet thing. Um, so do you guys? So with all the rappers, do you think? Uh, do you think it helps? Because look, I mean, there's and not just rappers. Like there are producers. There are other parts of of the rap mm-hmm. industry. Which and, I'm. I've been trying to get in contact with people right. about that. Yeah. And so with that, like, you guys, obviously, you guys, with the internet, you guys can reach out to everyone versus the scenario I kicked earlier, which was, you know, 10 people together or 10 people, like, kind of, like, around the air, around the way just kind of, like, battling for, for mm-hmm. the spot, for the attention to maybe, maybe the top guy gets a shot at getting, you know, 
and record deal and that's how that's how it went so do you guys feel like do you guys feel like it would be easier that way because it's it's less competition or do you feel like it's better with the internet even though there's more competition you have much more access to to people's attention i think the internet is very beneficial um if i had a choice uh, i would keep it the way it is okay definitely um well the internet is good and it's bad because the internet yeah i like i mean the internet, like, it opens you up more, but yeah, it definitely gives you way more competition. It is so easy to become a rapper if you want to. Like, I mean, aside from aside from talent, to just do it in general, whether you're good or not, it's not that hard. There's so many people I know, personally, that think they can just wake up one morning and um, be a rapper, rap yeah. and just and be good at it and think that it doesn't take time because it's taken me a long time to even build yeah, the confidence. Yeah, I mean, you guys are how many years are each of you in well, in terms of starting? I was eighth, from when you started. in 8th grade and I'm now about to be a sophomore in college, so yeah, 6 like, years. Yeah, 6 years. I'm at like a good like 4 years beginning in ninth grade and then I just graduated high school, so Okay. Hey, congrats. Thanks. You made it. <laughs> made you made it. Made it. <laughs> yeah. So, um I wanted to I wanted to get kind of one last thought on this as we as we wrap up this uh, obviously since this is the intro to this series we thought what better than to start with the beginning and the basics um i guess guys what what do you feel like is the the next step you have to take to get um to get out of that local artist stigma is it just the fans catching on like what what is it do you guys know shows 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 but also i think well, I just took a trip to California recently, like two weeks ago. I flew back. Um, I was in Hollywood, and I met a lot of cool people that told me, like, if you wanna, like, if you wanna go somewhere with your craft and what you're doing, you have to make the move, and you have to, you have to do something so stupid. Like, for example, I was thinking about um, just packing up and moving to Los Angeles, and. Um, just keep doing what I'm doing, but do it down there. A lot of people told me that that could be the key. It's possible. And, like, I mean, even just from what you've told me about being down there, he was, I mean, it, like, it was his sister's boyfriend had a connection to somebody who's very big in the underground hip-hop game. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, it, you could take it right there and say, hey, get me like yeah. that's that's it's a, connection that, after connection that's family yeah. that's your family right there basically right. like that's literally like a one step to actually getting out there yeah. okay actually that that your response chris opened up a gateway of of a of a question that i didn't think to ask but now i want to ask it because you intrigued me with that um you guys you guys talk about you guys have been four four years for you nick and six years for you chris have you guys and Chris? I know I know the answer to one because I remember you called me the day the day it happened. Have you guys felt like there've uh, been any like big opportunities or anything that you guys have missed or maybe taken taken a hold of? All right, so mine was kind of crazy. It was like this really spontaneous thing. I'm just gonna start by saying it ended up not happening, which kind of sucks. But okay, so there's this dude. Um, shout out Chris Matthews. He's a local artist. He literally lives one apartment complex away from Jew. I have him on SoundCloud. He's dope. You know, he does this thing. And so he knew Julius previously. 
and me and Jew would always sit in my car out in front of his house and, you know, smoke and do whatever. And so we'd be chilling out there, and this dude was, like, he knew somebody in Jew's building. So he's walking up, and um, he's, like, knocking on the door and trying to get in, and, you know, the guy's not answering or whatever. So he just walks up to the car because he sees Jew sitting there. Mm-hmm. starts talking to him, talking about, oh, yeah, this, this, and that. I was in the studio, and I'm like, oh, this guy raps. We get to talking and chopping it up for this whole night. Turns out he had... Uh, connections in with Cintron Energy and they were doing this whole thing um and like he was talking about us going up to Central and helping market with him um but like I don't know it ended up falling through and the company wouldn't pay for it or something but like really like I went and took work off I did all this shit I'm not saying anything because I mean I it It was an opportunity that came out of nowhere exactly so I'm not I mean I'm not upset that it didn't happen I mean it would have been cool but like I mean I'm not like it didn't affect me, like, that much. It would have been very cool to do it, and, like, it was, like, time to do it, and, like, I yeah. was, like, totally on with it. So I think if anything really does come up that's, like, a huge opportunity, I think I'm gonna, I think I'll be able to jump on it. I'll figure it out, because, like, I'm you not... You kind of learned from that, right? Yeah, exactly. There's, like, as long, if you can get in the mindset of where, like, you see something, you gotta grab it right then. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can get in that mindset, I think that makes a very big difference in the game. Again, and that's like that comes back to my whole idea of like of hip hop being a sport. Like you gotta, you gotta take those, you gotta take those risks. Like mm-hmm. you talk about all the hip hop artists, like they all, they all are like, what are they talking about in every song? They're like, no, like f that, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get mine, I'm gonna get what's mine. You know right. what I mean? They're not waiting for it to come to them. Nick, do you, so you let Chris answer first. Do you, did you think of anything that you feel was a missed opportunity or maybe an opportunity that's coming? Uh, I honestly haven't had anything like like what Chris was talking about, anything like that happen to me. But uh, I know that if an, a big opportunity comes to like do something big, I will take it. Right. right. Yeah, because like there, I mean, this is like this is when we have to do it. Is right. right now. Yeah. Right now, yeah. The sooner the better. I mean, exactly. Like, ideally, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't. Uh, th- this isn't something I want to be 50 years old and still just making songs for still SoundCloud. Still putting out mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I like, even, I, I, even, I've even, like, given myself, like, the goal, like, even if, by some limb, I don't make it as a rapper, I still want to be involved in the hip-hop industry. Yeah. Right, Somehow. in some way. It's the most interesting thing in the world to me, and I know a lot about it, so I definitely... Any big opportunity relating to the hip hop industry, I think I'm going to jump on. Okay, absolutely. And so we'll we'll get out of here with this. Um, we kind of got we kind of got off track. We kind of had a little detour, but that's all right. So we're going to close with with this. Just one final question, and that's um, I'll start with whoever wants whoever wants to start. This is fine. Uh, what what is the biggest tip or advice you I guess you can give to someone who who wants to start as a local artist, like literally starting from the beginning. <clears throat> Um, I think you need to um, stay organized uh, because I know I've I've I fucked up a lot in the past yeah. because I didn't stay organized. You have to like this. Like we're literally going through this thing right now that I'm like, hey, bro, that verse that you sent me like six months ago, I got this a beat for it. <laughs> I need you to find it. And I'm like, Sh- I don't got the verse. Like yeah. I don't know where it's at anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> we're kind of running into a dilemma with that but like yeah definitely organization's huge i'm so unorganized yeah me too but it's i've not, been working on it yeah i'm trying to not let it get too out of hand right 
It's all in one folder, but I don't know what any of the things are by the names. They're all named like Gang Gang. Gang Gang. Gang Gang. Yeah, like Versace Duffel Bag. Yeah, Versace, Mr. Versace Duffel Bag. You know what it is, Lil Jetta. Pull up in the hatchback. Pull up in the hatchback. But also, some more advice. I think you just have to keep your eyes on the prize because I went from like people used to like make fun of me for rapping like back when in like ninth tenth grade they make fun of me for rapping but it went from that <clears throat> to like fifty thousand plays on SoundCloud which isn't a lot but for me it's a lot and that was like a huge milestone. For I mean, me. that, no, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's a like, huge that's milestone. That's fifty thousand separate times that somebody yeah. saw your shit on SoundCloud. And I mean, not necessarily. You know, there's always you know people that replay stuff. Well, yeah, yeah but no, but they still had to have gone to right. it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like each time. Everybody went to that song and was like, I'm about to listen to this shit. Right. I think that if you, you just need to just do it. You literally just have to do it. Don't give yourself excuses not to do it. You have to find, if you truly want it, you'll go after it. No matter what anybody says, what anybody tells you, or what predicament you're in, if you want it, you have to go get it. Absolutely. All right, Chris, do you have anything to add to that in terms of advice? or? Um... Uh... Get a job, save your money, get a microphone. Get a microphone. Yes. That's like... That's, that's step one. It's like the... Yeah, that's like, honestly, the biggest thing. Do not record off a voice memo. Don't record <laughs> off a laptop mic. Don't... I, I mean, I understand sometimes you don't have the resources, but you can take $20 out of each check for two months and put just put it to the side. And, and then get a microphone. Get a microphone. Yeah. That's like... that. That's honestly the biggest keep you can't do shit if you don't have at least next to decent mic right at least something you can definitely mix to make a huge difference but like right that's the definitely the key i would say i guess my tip and i mean this is somebody who's i'm not in uh Mm -hmm. so to speak i'm not in the rap industry i'm not you know doing things like that but i'd like to consider myself at least somewhat involved or at least one foot in you know doing these podcasts and like just being a huge listener of it I guess my advice would be to just um, really, really study things, really study, like, study people, study sounds, study, you know, just all types of artists, and yeah, yourself, yourself. look, this is the biggest thing to me in in its perspective, and that's why I have, like, so much belief in myself, is because I know perception and perspective, I know what, what my perception is, and when you know what other people view you as it's easy to manipulate it and not even necessarily manipulate it but it's easy to understand things and say okay this is how they see me well how do I use this to my advantage and so that's that's a huge key I think self-awareness perception whatever you want to call it is is a huge key you gotta you gotta know yourself he just dropped the most low-key Drake reference (laughs) in the world the you low-key Drake just, reference. You just, got, you just got to know yourself. Oh, <laughs> my God. Know yourself. Oh, my God. Firstly, I, was, I started doing, I imagine me and my woes. Oh, my God. Okay, so we are going to end this podcast with a Drake reference that I wasn't even aware of. Exactly. Uh, that, that I made. Slipped right past, bro. Slipped right past everyone, including the person who said it. All right, guys. So I'm gonna put the links in the bio for you guys to SoundCloud. But anyways, uh, why don't you tell them where you're at, or you know, if 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 there's anything you got coming up, like do you guys have any projects to announce or anything? Uh, well, my let me start off with my Twitter handle, uh, which is 
Heel Nick, H-E-A-L-N-I-C-K. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm working on shit. Me and Chris definitely need to get in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's something. That <laughs> I'm up to something. <laughs> I'm He's up got something to up his sleeve. Major we, key. We, me and Nick up to something. We have we we have something coming. I've got uh, I've got my own personal tape that I'm working on and I'm crafting and I'm being really picky and shitty about it, but it's still coming together pretty well. Me and Julius have a project that we're going to be dropping that's Goodwood Season Volume 1, don't worry. Summertime 16 is still going to be ours, don't worry, just wait mm-hmm. on it. You said June. I know, okay, uh, June's when I'm taking June. June ain't over, is it? Nope. Exactly. No, but it's getting pretty close. June is halfway over. It's... Ta- tapes, yeah. okay, my tape, I, I don't think my personal tape will be in June, but you will hear music before the end of June, I promise Same. that. Okay, new so music. keep out for new music. Again, I'll give you guys their links. Guys, thanks for coming on. This is this is the start of, I think, what's going to be a very interesting series, <clears throat> sub-series within Strictly Hip Hop. This mm-hmm. is episode one called Local Artists, but this is Strictly Hip Hop, episode nine. Thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Crispy1132. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y-1132. And if you're a local artist and you'd like to be on the podcast as well or or just a hip-hop fan in general and you want to talk hip-hop and maybe even get your questions aired on this show, we can we can definitely do that. Reach out to me on my Twitter handle. And on my Twitter handle will actually have all my a link to all my other podcasts if you want to, if you want to subscribe and listen to those. And also I do the basketball series, which I mentioned in the beginning, uh, which covers strictly the NBA and with the Warriors on the verge of winning the title. Spoiler alert, I'm predicting them to win game six. Uh, once the offseason starts, I got a lot of big things, a lot of philosophical, a lot of cultural NBA talk, and I think that that's going to be very, very great, and I'm going to have a lot of NBA content. And I'm also working on a lot of uh, album reviews and other things for the Strictly Hip Hop series. Major Keeler. So get, Major Keeler. <laughs> so again, guys, thank you for tuning in. I'm Chris Platty. This is Nick Keel and Chris Adams. And we are the Local Artists Podcast, Episode 1. Peace. Gang.